Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Did everybody hear the disclaimer? No. Oh, you didn't hear it. Okay, we're we're on the air. I'm sorry. Okay, we can add it in. Uh, yep. We can add it in later on. Okay. So just so everybody knows, basically it's saying that all the opinions are mine and mine only and you guys's and doesn't doesn't affect ACB or ACB radio. Right. Not necessarily expressed by ACB, right. Jaron Verduin has joined the meeting. Nor is it nor is it an endorsement of this product. <laughs> 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 all right, guys. Well, uh, so see, this is the fun start. I love I love when things start out this way because it just means it can just only get better. <laughs> right. Um, Zara Jafferty so has joined is, the meeting. So this is uh this is the Magic Mac show where we're going to uh, kind of strip this thing down to its basic, just like the Magic Max show. And um, we're going to take a look at, at uh, voiceover and oh, Mac OS, kind of going from the beginning. Um, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you why I decided to take this, this um, behemoth on, uh, is because I first came into, I mean, I was, a, I was an Apple user from, uh, you know, the 2008, 2009 with the iPhones, and then I got into the, into the iPads and stuff like that. And I said, you know what? I want to make all my stuff work seamlessly because anytime you tried to put anything through iTunes on window, it just didn't want to talk right to each other. They didn't sync up right. They didn't want, you know, when you walked into the room, they, they touted it could happen. I just never was able to get it to work. So I said, I, I want to try a Mac. And, and I got my, my agency to, um, to purchase a Mac. And they said, what do you want? And I said, let's, let's go with the MacBook." And they said, let's, let's get you to a MacBook pro. And I said, okay, and I went and I trained with it for two weeks and they said, you're ready to go. And I said, no, I'm not. And they said, yes, you are. And I sat back home with this thing and I, and Thomas Belson has I'm joined not going to lie to you. It sat like a monster in the corner of my desk for two years. Uh, Cause I really was, was kind of just intimidated by this thing. Um, you know, if you're used to, if you know, you, you grab a windows computer and a, and a PC and they're, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of plasticky and they kind of have a, maybe an aluminum top on or something like that. And they're, they're nice and lightweight. Some, well, most of them are, and some, you know, some feel like you're, you're weighing in, like you need a wheelbarrow to take it to work. But when you pick up a Mac, that thing feels solid. <laughs> the casing is metal. It feels like it has like the nuclear codes in it. Um, and it really, it really is. And, and trying to go from JAWS or narrator or NVDA over into voiceover on a Mac it is a different world. It is a different thought process. So I said, we, we talk a lot about, we have iPhone classes and we have iPad passes classes and we have all these other Apple classes and we don't have anything on the MacBook. And a lot of people use the Mac. Um, I, I keep a foot in both worlds. So sometimes I use my Windows PC and sometimes I use my, my Mac. Um, and I find them useful for their various things. But I'm, I have been in the past year i've really delved headlong into mac um and i've really discovered how much i love this product i've really discovered how useful how powerful it is and once you get past being kind of a little bit intimidated by it uh it really it really is easy to use uh, and i find in a lot of ways it's much easier to use than a windows computer so that's that's the reasoning behind this the um, the genesis of this program of this show 
and hopefully we can build on different things, uh, starting a, a kind of a tutorial on how to work this and how to, how to uh, get things going. And I invited um, a friend I have met recently or, or gotten to know recently. And when I discovered he was a Mac user, he became my guru. And so uh, I, have, I have on board and he's streaming tonight to ACB Radio. So welcome to everybody who's listening on the ACB Community Channel. Uh, my good friend, Mr. Jason Castingway. All right. It's great, great to be here. And uh, I've been a Mac user for just about as long. I started in late 2007, and I had already seen Macs that my friends had and was intrigued because they didn't use VoiceOver, but I knew that VoiceOver existed. And when I tried playing with it on their Mac, I was like, okay, there, there's definitely potential here. And, Lisa Cushman, she has know, joined my the meeting. first computer experience uh, was with an Apple IIe at the time when, when I was like five or six. And so I always kind of thought of Apple and wondered, you know, what their accessibility level was, because eventually I did get over to the PC in, um, in, in um, middle and high school, and, and it wasn't until after all that that I decided to take a look at the Mac, and it was in college that I was seeing so many more of them. And uh, it just grew from there. I started using it. I uh, went to the store, played with it, and finally decided if I really want to experience it, i got to buy it. And I did, and haven't looked back. Although, like you, Tyson, I kind of got a foot in both worlds. Because <laughs> I'm a tech nerd. Yeah, I, I like right. to uh, be on top of all that. So The only thing I still, I still refuse to put my, my uh, foot in yet is the Android world. Ah, well, I got my foot there, too, so I don't know how many feet I have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, so yeah, so, so Jason is going to be the, um, the Al to my Tim Taylor. So when I, when I, uh, when I mess things up, he's going to be there to, to save everybody's backside and tell you what, what it really should be if I mess it up that bad. So, um, so I do have my – I am currently Mickey's on iPhone has joined my – and you'll hear it. See, it's talking. Um, because I have my, I'm sharing my screen so you guys can hear what it is. Um, and what I'm going to start off with is, as I said, if you read the blurb, I said, we're going to start this thing from the logon screen. Okay. Now, unfortunately I can't do that or we're going to, or everyone's going to go bye-bye because it's going to shut down zoom. So we really can't do that. That would, that would be my first big mistake. <laughs> hey, let's check this out. Pfft, where'd everyone go? <laughs> so before I do that accidentally, let's talk about it. Okay. So as we know, Windows Windows has become um, more accessible through the through the setup process, and the same with Mac. Mac has actually been ahead of the curve on that. Uh, VoiceOver is available from from setup when you when you pull it out of the book. And we're talking if you're getting if you have a MacBook MacBook Pro, if you have a MacBook Air, or an iMac, which is going to be my next setup. I'm going to venture into the desktop world and get an iMac. Um, I'm just debating whether I want to wait for the silicone chips to come out or if I want to go to the Intel to the to the i7 processors stick with the Intels um, that's my big thing that's another thing I'd love to be able to, to start to do with the show too is we're going to start we're going to start kind of going down at, at the end like um, some of the stuff that's on Mac Mac world or Mac rumors and and things like that I'm about talking to you guys about some of the stuff and opening up the debate so it's not just going to be lessons but it'll be a discussion group and a sharing group and hopefully we're going to start a whole big hugging Mac community around here <laughs> Um, so at, at, uh, at startup, when you, when you first unbox or, or after you've gotten it set up, you're going to hear, um, voiceover ask if you want to use it. 
You can, uh, you can use magnification from it. We're going to talk a little bit about magnification here and there because I think it is part of the accessibility platform. Uh, and we don't talk about it that much, but it has a ready on board to go. That's the great thing about voiceover and about Zoom, not, not the uh, communication, but the magnification. Um, so I might start calling that Zoom Mag as opposed to just Zoom so we don't get confused. Um, but Zoom Mag, and that is available um, on board from the go, and you don't have to pay extra for it. And it really, really is clear. It works well. It's got great voices. Um, I'm trying to think. I think I have the default. I think it's, is it Daniel? I haven't changed it in so long. I forgot that's the one I'm using. But uh, so you get started up when you log in, though. There's one problem, and Jason, I don't know if you experienced this, is when you're entering your username, um, and I get this, is uh, it doesn't, you don't get verbal feedback. You mm-hmm. type and you just, and you're, I, I don't have any verbal feedback on the username. I get uh, the the knocks or the clicks when I type in the password right. to, to acknowledge that I'm typing in a hidden password. Uh, and then I hit enter. And sometimes I get these really annoying beeps that make it sound like I did something wrong. Oh. Uh, and sometimes it doesn't. It's it's really strange. And that's that's where some of these happen. So I'd what I wanted to, to go ahead. hear that. I'd love to hear that sometime, you know, off this call just to see what that is. Nathan Brennan has joined the meeting. thought that immediately came to mind is I'm wondering, is your login screen the kind of where it shows a menu of the different users or is it asking? I believe, I believe it, I believe it does. I believe I have the option. In, in that case, um, you don't get feedback. It just kind of jumps to the, the name that you're typing the first few letters of, Mm. uh, and then you press enter and it asks for your password, something like that. But I have mine set up where it asks me specifically, you have to type the username and you have to type the password. And in that case, it should echo your keyboard. Um, okay. All right. So that's, that's something to explore. Thomas Belson has joined the meeting. And, and uh, so we'll make, a, we'll make a little list here of things to look for for future shows. How to set that, how to change that setting, <laughs> especially for Tyson. Um, so... Uh, when it comes in, uh, depending on your setup, you, you usually jump into right onto the desktop, except the desktop is not the desktop. The desktop is not called the desktop. And there you encounter your first differences between, um, between, your, between the Mac OS, and I'll refer to that as OS, versus Windows. Okay? Because uh, we have iOS, which is, your, um, which is for iPhones, and you have, now you have... Uh, iPad OS and you have TV OS and just straight OS and they're getting ready for a huge re-release in September. Have you heard about that, Jason? I have, and I'm very excited. I, uh, I could have done the public beta thing, but I decided to just wait and be happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, Big Sur. They they name all of their uh, all of their OS systems after California landmarks. So you've had Mojave. Well, Mojave tends to be their, their kind of their beta program, their secretive one. Uh, I don't think that they ever actually have a real Mojave release. Um, uh, I, I think so. Cause uh, yeah. no, no, I had Sierra. I had high Sierra. I had yeah, and, that's in Catalina. Current, the current one is Catalina. Yeah. So before Sierra, before Sequoia, uh, I thought before Sierra might've been Mojave cause it sounds really familiar, but okay. Yeah. Who knows? Ah, so as, as, a, as a former California resident, I'm, I'm like, you know, like, hey, I know all those places. Yeah. Um, so uh, so they're, they're getting set to release a big one. But the current one is, um, is and there was, a, there was an update that just came through last night. Uh, my, my Mac updated over this afternoon, and that scared me that things were going to be broken. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because that does happen from time to time. I will tell you though, it's for me. I have found that um, on updates to to OS, the the broken is far less and and few and far in between can can um, compared to uh, iOS. Like oh, I yeah. I rarely encounter bugs, and and if so, they're they're fixed very very quickly. Um, so that's one of the good things I say about that about about the Mac OS is is uh, when you upgrade it, when you update it, and it updates automatically. There's usually it's there's no there's virtually no bugs. Um, not going to say never. So um, so the terminology, and that's and that's probably a big thing to get into um, because the terminology affects what you think of. All right, um, what you think of is the desktop Mac calls. Find Finder Desktop Zoom US Application. Finder, and it's called the Finder window. And when you go into that, uh, initially there's nothing on there. It's it's a blank desktop, and you heard it say Finder Desktop. So it does kind of add that little thing that gives you an idea. But you can move things to it. You can add things to the Finder window. You can open new Finder windows, like you can open new desktops. Uh, there is a sidebar that's located to it, which we'll get into later as we start to delve into the Finder window and how to use it. Uh, and it's, it, it holds all your things and it's, it's, uh, maneuvers around very easily just by, just like you do, you know, with arrow keys. A lot of times you can use voiceover. I find that, that you don't need to, you can just use, uh, for example, here's my zoom audio hijack application, here's audio hijack, technical support, contact information, PDF, PDF document. So I could put PDFs. That's, that's if I need tech support because, uh, and you know, I've, I have, I've had to use tech support from time to time and I don't use Apple. I use the VA. Um, because they're the ones who cover the computer. So I'm like, all right, you guys cover it. You guys can tech it. Um, so it, it, it houses all your icons, but it doesn't house all of them, obviously, just like you have start menus. We have the same thing. The big thing, though, that, that uh, so maneuvering through, through objects, uh, you don't just necessarily have to press a, a single key. Like like we're used to with Windows, where you can press the up and down arrows, you can do single single letter navigation. That works a lot the same way, but you usually have to hold down a set of modifier keys. And let's talk about what that what those modifier keys are and how the the keyboard layout differs a little bit, um, especially on the Mac Pro, which is what I have the MacBook Pro and the MacBook Air, um, because the uh, iMac has its own keyboard, which you can get a full keyboard. I, I Jason, have you seen, have some of the newer MacBook Pros, do they have uh, number pads? I have never seen a MacBook with a numeric keypad, at least I never the, have either. You know, within the last 10 years or so. Right. They're all very, so so you don't have that. You can add them in. They're, they're of course, purchasable where you can plug it into USB and, and add it on. Mm-hmm. And there are a number of things. There's a, I have a, a what's called a Magic Trackpad, which, um, which mocks which mocks the trackpad, but it's huge. It's like a three by five card, yeah. uh, and you can do all your your same gestures you use on iOS with your OS system, which is really kind of cool. And it has some similar ones, uh, some different ones that are specific to to programs and stuff like that. And that'll be a that'll be a whole whole other episode. Jeff Stump has left the meeting. Um, so we uh, so if we look at the MacBooks, so remember we don't have a, we don't have a keypad. So the entire right side is just it stops right at the right at the, the the column that has the enter key on it and the and the new key. But if we have four keys to the left of the spacebar. Okay, the first one is a function key. The second one is a control. Third one in, and I'm moving from left to right. I should say that. So far left is function. Next 
next to the right is uh, control. One more to the right is option. And then snuggled up right next to the uh, all comfy and cozy next to the space bar is the command key. So you notice there, right off the key, right off the bat, we have two keys that are different from from a standard 102 keyboard. Uh, we have function and control, which are the same, but we have option and command, which are different. And a lot of people, depending on it, um, say that, that that the command takes the place of control. And there's people that say that command takes the position of alt. And in my opinion, they're both right. Um, and I say that because uh, when you so, for example, if you quit, if you quit a program, you quit a window or something like that. If you want to quit a window, you use on Windows, you use Alt W or Alt Q. You know that'll quit Zoom. That's the same. So, if we hit Command Q, that's going to quit Zoom here. And I promise you, I won't do that. All right. So you're all safe. We aren't going to dump off. But if we go to print something from a document, let's say we're in an email or we're on the web page or we're in uh, Pages, which is which is uh, Apple's version of Word, or we're in MS Word for Mac. And we want to print, if, we'd on a, if we're on a Windows computer, we'd use Control-P. In this case, we use Command-P, which then opens up your print dialog or your quick box. So, so they, it mimics both, and it's not, uh, so it's not, you, you kind of have to be aware of what it does. All right, um, am I good so far, Jason? Sounds good to me. Look good. See, that's what I need. <laughs> <laughs> need a little bit. You aren't going astray. Um <laughs> So, so, uh, and then the space bar. Now, on to the right of the space bar, there are only two keys. There are, again, your option key and your uh, control key. And we can figure that out real quick. Um, actually, that's command Is it? to the right of the space bar and then uh, option to the right of that. Command and option, that's right. So going in order, sticking from left to right, command and option. Um, okay, so, uh, and that's, and uh, so, and they do have different functions you can and in some keys in some cases with the setting called keyboard commander you you have settings where the right option key will differ in its functionality from the left option and that's a really that's a really cool kind of feature that you can set up um so that you can use so you can be a little bit more efficient and and when we get to the efficiency portions of of these episodes we're going to talk about how to set that up to to become a a quick user and and do that because it takes a little time to get used to how how to become efficient on this. It's like I said, if you're if you're if you're starting out from nothing, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a shorter learning curve. If you're coming from Windows, you're going to want to throw this thing out the window sometimes, and that would be a shame because <laughs> there are times, like I said, times I would just close the lid, sit it over in the corner of the desk, say you're scary, go away, sit over there for a little bit. It'd be a really really expensive paperweight for me, which was sad. And I said and I I said you know I got to conquer my fear of this thing. Gotta conquer the dragon. So, uh, so those Windows iPhone has left oh. the meeting. Okay. So, um, to the and to the right of the uh, of the options key is your four four arrow keys uh, up, down, left, and right. And those are uh, when you use those in conjunction. Those are how you affect your rotor. We'll talk about that here in just a little bit. Let's do a, a quick time check, and all you guys get to hear the time because I'm going to use August twelfth. 7:22 p.m. Linda's iPhone has joined so, the meeting. Yep, and that is using that that right option key with the letter T for time, and that's a that's a uh, keyboard commander um, pre- preset. So when when uh, when we turn on, so so we've been talking about what what you do with VoiceOver, but I've skipped one important step. How do you turn the thing on? 
Oh, yeah. If you're, right? Right? <laughs> How do you, I'm sitting there going, well, he's saying all this thing, but my computer's not saying anything. How do you do that? How do you make it work? So it's real simple. It's actually use the command key, the right command key, and the F5 on your number pad. And for me personally, I put a high mark on that. I put a, a locator dot. Um, so I can just reach up real quickly and do the thumb, middle finger kind of thing and just bang, it's off and it's on. Um, it's very, very, very seldom I don't use it. I don't, I turn it off. Um, however, I do actually have, uh, most Macs come with a touchpad right below the space bar. And your touchpad will function the gestures the Kenneth same Sun you has do joined the meeting on an iPhone. So if I were to sit there and let's see, let's make sure it's enabled first. I have to enable my trackpad commander. Trackpad commander on. Okay, and to do that, I just did a, I, I held down my voiceover keys, uh, which I'll talk about here in a minute, getting ahead of myself. And I can use this, and I do a three-finger double tap. Page one of two, and horizontal page one of two. That didn't tell me a voiceover off. Maybe I wasn't quite on it, because it's a little... Voiceover muted. There it is, muted. Voiceover unmuted. Because we want to hear it, and I'm going to turn it off. Trackpad commander off. Okay, so the voiceover keys. He's talking voiceover. What is the voiceover keys? Voiceover keys are your command and option key on the... I'm sorry, control and option on your left-hand side. So I've got my left hand literally saying, and again, I put two um, completely different shapes. They're, they're kind of a rubberized square locator dots on top of those. So I always have easy access just to find them. And I'm sitting there right now with my with my fingers resting on those um, to use to whenever I need to, to move up or down or right or left through the, through the screen I'm at, okay? So those are your voiceover keys and they're referred to, we, you know, we, we talk in slang about the Vo keys. Um, you have a second option that we were used to, and that is the caps lock key. The caps lock can uh, act as a, as a secondary voiceover, taking the place of holding down two keys. Um, you can disable it in your, in, in the, uh, your um, utility, your voiceover utility, which is where we're going to go next. And uh, I'd, I suggest you don't do it because there's a function in order for you to work with certain things you have to do you have to use a function called interaction and for you to interact with an object you use its shift plus voiceover the vo keys and then a down arrow is interact and it kind of brings you down into the next level uh, and holds you there and and uh, it can make it can allow you to, to edit things and and uh, there's a whole bunch of different things it does and instead of having to hold that down and then I kind of bring my my ring finger up and I got to press the shift key and it's a little bit of a stretch and and then I get it Instead, I just kind of reach my index finger up and kind of lay it across both keys and hold down, or or the my middle finger on the caps lock and my and my index on that and push down and, and interact. And let's see if it even says this thing. Interact with the title of PDF document. Oh, so I can interact with the title of it. So it tells you, you know, I'm I'm now interacting with the title of it, so I can change it or modify it. And there's there's different ways to do that as well, um, which you have to get used to. Stop interacting with the title of PDF document. So that was so that. I just wanted to point out one thing that uh, people may appreciate who are coming from JAWS is that you can adjust a voiceover setting so that your caps lock key becomes your VO key combination. So it'll feel very similar if you're just pressing the caps lock plus your left, right, up and down arrows to move around, or you mm -hmm. can do your caps lock shift uh, down arrow to interact or caps lock shift up arrow to stop interacting, but it's something you have to turn on. Yes, you do have to, yeah, you do have to turn on that function, and that's yeah, that's because that's that's what I was saying. To do that, uh, I find that to be a lot easier. I I find it. Uh, I, I wasn't sure if that was a default setting that that is, or if you had to actually go in and toggle that option. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. 
and it, and it changes some sometimes you know the, the accessibility team says we should just enable this on get go and make them turn it off if they want it off you know better better to better to ask forgiveness than permission um so so yeah but that's and that's how i do that's how i do it i i i have my uh my, mi- my middle Brunson finger has left on, the meeting um my middle finger is on the caps lock key and my index finger is on the shift key just below it and if i hold those down and press the down arrow interact with the title of pdf document we hear the interact if i press that those two down again the caps lock plus the shift or vo plus shift and up arrow stop interacting with the title of pdf document so stop interacting the control key just like jaws is your be quiet key stop talking so that's that's some basic keyboard skills your keyboard help is vo plus k let's just make sure here Starting keyboard help. Yep. Type keys to hear their names. Hold down the voiceover keys while typing to hear voiceover commands. Press the escape key at the top left corner of the keyboard to stop help. Okay. So it gives us gives us a lot of help. It says uh, you can type any key and it'll tell you what it does. Any key combination it tells you what it does. And I'm gonna caveat that, Jason. You can probably you can probably help me out with this one. It doesn't give you all of them. <laughs> yeah, there are some that have not been. I don't know. I, I have trouble finding anyway. Uh, I don't find I don't find them to be application specific sometimes. Oh right, right. It's just like voiceover. Period. It's always vo- it's always just voiceover. So where when you go in when you're in Windows and you go into Jaws and you you know you're in Microsoft Word and you're like what is that key combo to do this? You can interact. You can you can uh, open up the the help menu and you can get the key combo for certain things. Um, but with this one, unfortunately, strictly you just get voiceover, and I found it a very rarity to the point of not at all of ever finding something that's application specific. And I would love to write into Apple Accessibility and say this would be a great thing to include: Apple application specific keyboard help, hmm. especially with the native apps. Yeah, I don't see any reason not to have it because we were talking uh, before the call started. I was talking. Um, uh, about um and forgive me who i was talking with i know you're out there listening and you're like you should remember my name and well you know short-term memory and all that uh but we were talking about the mail app having problems thomas belson has left control so meeting I'll, I'll let her once we get to question and answer phase i'll let her come in and berate me for forgetting her name so uh so yeah that's that's keyboard help and so for example if we press vo h option control h open voiceover help menu brings up the general help guide for voiceover there's the general. That's the general help menu for voiceover. Uh, if I were to press voiceover K, it would tell me that they're stopping keyboard help, just like the escape key. Uh, let's use. Let's see if I can get it to do something. Let's do the. Let's do the, com- the uh, command P because I was talking about that. Command P see? has nothing assigned to it. Let's see if we do. Here's a neat one that I think you guys should learn. This is this is uh, the Magic Max tip of the day. If you do Control Option, I'm going to use this. Uh, Voiceover key, control, option, or caps lock, and the semicolon. Option, semicolon, toggle the VO modifier lock on or off, locks the control option keys. So it locks those in place. So your your VO key or keys plus the semicolon locks the VO keys on. So you no longer have to press those uh, if you don't want to. It's like it's like turning on cruise control, you know? Yeah. You just you lock your gas pedal in place and it goes. So until you disengage it. So I'm going to hit escape and we're going to exit out of that. Escape. Stopping keyboard help. Okay. And then, so the voiceover utility. This is uh, the equivalent to the JAWS um, adjustment, JAWS uh, adjustment boxes and getting your thing, getting your voiceover tuned in. It's like voiceover settings on your iPhone or your iPad. And this is your voiceover plus your F8. Opening voiceover utility. 
Voice over utility. Voice over utility. Window. Utility categories. Table. General. Selected as keyboard focus. Okay, so we see that the general category. Leo Bissonette has joined the we meeting. The, we see that the voiceover key or the, the, the general settings are there. So I'm going to use voiceover right arrow. Speak the following greeting after login. Okay, so uh, so this is uh, this is where we're going to get into a little bit of uh, what I like to call the weeds. Is getting an understanding, a visualization of how menus are set up, how how these things are um, ready to go. So I'm going to VO left arrow again. Utility categories, table, general, selected. So we heard it's a table, okay? And, and menus in Mac are set up in tables, tables and sections and stuff like that. And in order to get into these tables, we have to use that interaction command we talked about, which is why I brought it up when I did. So if I'm going to go over here, I'm going to use my caps lock and down arrow, or down caps lock, shift, down arrow. In utility categories, table, general, selected, general, row one. Okay, we see it's row one. So I'm going to then voice over down arrow. Verbosity. We have verbosity settings. Speech. Navigation. And I'm down arrowing through each of these. Web. Sound. Visuals. Commanders. Braille. Activities. General. And we wrap back around to the top to general. Thomas Belson so has joined the meeting. When, we, when we're in these categories, so it's selected. So we're, we're in general. So if we, we now have told the menu system that I want to look at the general settings. So what we do is we uninteract by, by uh, caps lock, shift lock, VO plus shift, and up arrow. Out of utility categories, table. So we've stopped interacting. And if we VO right arrow. Speak the following greeting after login. These are the options for the general voiceover. So we have speak the following. Welcome to Mac OS. Voiceover is on. Content selected. Greeting. Edit text. Okay. So that's the greeting it says. Whenever I start up my Mac, it says, welcome to Mac, o welcome to Mac OS. Voiceover is on. I can change that to whatever it wants to say. Um, it's very customizable for, for to speak whatever you want to. Um, you know, you could, you know, hello, kind sir. Have a, I hope you're having a good day. Or, you know, you know, you know this is the HAL 9000. How are you doing today, Dave? Something, something funny or, or personable or, or whatever it is you want to do. Um, whatever it is you are want of. If I continue to VO right arrow. Display welcome dialog when voiceover starts. Unchecked checkbox. So it says display it when, when it starts. It's unchecked currently. I would use, so checking a space bar is different. You want to VO and, I'm sorry, instead of just a space bar or enter like you do, we're going to VO space bar. Check display welcome dialog when voiceover starts. Checkbox. And this is checked. So if I right arrow, VO right arrow. Keys to use as the voiceover modifier. There we go. This is the this is the golden one we're looking for. Keys to use as the voiceover modifier. Control option or cast lock. Keys to use as the voiceover modifier. Pop-up button. So and it's a pop-up button. We'll talk about that here in a second. So it says if we uh, if we if if we were paying attention, um, and we can have that speak again just by using the command for that is uh, caps lock A. Control option or cast lock. Keys to use as the voiceover modifier. Pop-up button. Control option or caps lock. And a pop-up button obviously means that there's a, a pop-up window where we can go through a drop-down menu, as it might be commonly called, a combo box. Menu checkmark, control Sorry. option, or caps lock, control plus option, or so caps lock. So just simply press the space bar to open that up, and now I can arrow down through these options. I don't need to use my VO key to modify, just a straight down arrow. Control option, control plus option, caps lock, caps lock. So I can just use the control, control and option, just the caps lock. Checkmark, control option, or caps lock, control plus option, or caps lock. Or we see that the check mark is already there on on uh, the option I want. So since it's there, I'm just going to press the VO control option space plus plus the space bar. 
Press check mark, control option, or caps lock, control plus option, or caps lock. And I'm going to refer to that from now on as VO space, or VO space, VO plus space. And that, that selects it and gets us out of that combo box, collapses it. Going VO right. Portable preferences off image. Portable press preferences are off. That means I can take these to another Mac. Portable preferences off. Setup button. This setup. item has a help tag. There's a setup where I can go through the setup wizard again, just, just like you can on, on any type of voiceover program. Portable preferences let you take your voiceover preferences with you wherever you go. Okay. Allow voiceover to be controlled with Apple Script. Checked checkbox. So with Apple Script, I, I keep that checked because when Apple Scripts come in for different things, uh, I, I, want, I want VO to be able to understand what they're saying and for them to modify, um, fun, to modify voiceover to, to make use of whatever it is that they're making accessible. So that's, that's an Jeff thing. Minneapolis has left the meeting. Help button. So again, then we got the help button. Close button. And then we wrap around to the very beginning to the, to the left side of this, which is the, uh, which is the close button. So if you think, I always think about it in a linear sense from left to right. And the first thing it always starts at is the close. Minimize button. Yeah, the minimize. Zoom. Dim button. Zoom, which is, uh, which is your magnification or full screen, rather. So that's actually their, their term for full screen. Voiceover utility. And the name of what you're in, voiceover utility. And I'm VO right arrowing through all of this. Toolbar. So we get to the toolbar, which if we interact, we'll see the things with the toolbar. In toolbar, search, search text field, blank. We can search for things if I VO right arrow. Search, search text field, blank. Search, search text field, it blank. It is simply a search this bar has a help tag. at this point. Out of toolbar. I, and I uninteracted with that. VO, VO shift and up arrow. Now I'm going the VO right arrow. Utility categories, table, and we're general. back to that Select table. Select 12022576904 has joined the meeting. Table, and general. we're going to go into the utilities. Selected. I general. interact Row with one. that. We're going to VO down. Verbosity. Let's go to verbosity. I'm going to make sure and, and VO space. Verbosity. Row two cell. So that I know we're definitely selected. I'm going to uninteract. Out of utility categories, table, speech, selected, tab, one of five. And we see now we have one of five tabs. We have speech. Braille, tab, two of five. Braille. Text, tab, three of Text. five. Text. Announcements tab four or five hints tab five or five and hints. So right now, currently, if I VO left arrow and go back to the first tab just to be sure it's selected. Announce text rail speech selected tab one or five. You see, it says it's selected. If I wanted to select a different one, rail tab text tab three announcements tab hints tab five let's or go five. Let's tab. I'm going to press VO space to make sure it's selected. Selected hints tab five or five. And if I if I VO left once, announcements tab four or five. We're in a four. If I right arrow again. Hints, selected, tab, five or five. We see it's selected. But I'm going to jump back to verbosity. But now text, red, speech, tab, utility categories, table, speech, tab, one of five, selected, speech, tab, one of five. Red, text, announcement, hints, tab, five or five. And since hints isn't, I know I was successful. So continuing on through this, again, right arrowing. Default speech verbosity. So my defeat, defeat, <laughs> that's where it's at, I'm defeated right now. Default speech verbosity. Medium, default speech verbosity. Pop-up button is set to me. This item has a help pop-up tag. button, so we can go through those settings and look at the different ones. Probably going to be easy, uh, easy to difficult. Where I, I guess I'm going to say, or light, where you get very little or a lot. Um, I found that after I got used to it for a while, I didn't need to have everything, um, everything hinted at me. Additional speech verbosity options: expanded disclosure triangle. So, uh, Jason, I'm going to let you hit this one. The disclosure triangle. Ooh. Do you have a good do you have a good description or explanation of what that is? That means there's more to be found under that item. It's kind of like when Windows when you hear collapsed and expanded. 
120-225-76904 has uh, left you the meeting. You will actually hear collapse and expanded on the Mac as well. But a lot of times when you see these disclosure triangles, when you activate them, they will open and you'll see sub-items uh, sub for that um, for that particular item. So, um, for example, I know sometimes in my... I'm trying to think of a good example uh, where, like, mail might have a disclosure triangle because it's a thread. It's a conversation thread. And right now it's collapsed, but if I activate the disclosure triangle, it expands the thread and so I can see the individual messages. Mm-hmm. That's that's probably the best explanation I've heard of that, oh, okay. <laughs> honestly. So, so the way to activate that is going to be VO space, if I think right. There's VO space. You may be able to do VO space, but it's you um, that to open and close the disclosure triangles is VO backslash, believe it or not. Uh, so that's going to be way up here by my backslash is going to be up here. Come on, get my key, get my fingers to move in this. So let's see. Collapsing additional speech verbosity options. Ah, so it sounds like it might have been expanded already. Okay, so let's do it again. Expanding additional speech verbosity options. Okay. So let's see if I interact with that, what happens. No visible title to interact. There's nothing to interact with. That's another thing. If, if there's nothing to do, it tells you there's nothing to do. Custom verbosity table. Okay, so we have a custom verbosity table. Help button. And the help button. So remember, the help button is, to me, is the very right side of that linear menu navigation, that, that linear thing. So if I go back. Custom verbosity table. And I'm going to interact with that so we can see this table. In custom verbosity table, row one of 34, control, app, verbosity default, menu button, description, name, selected, control, app. So 34 items in this thing. So if I'm going to VO down arrow through these different things. Control button. So it tells the control button. Checkbox. Column view. Combo box. Disclosure triangle. Dot item. So all these different things is going to tell us if we want to have it spoken or not spoken. Drawer. Heading. Image. And we've got all those different things. I don't, I'm not going to go through all those today. These are, these are worthy of exploration on your own. This is, again, just to make it more customizable um, to what you hear and what you don't hear. You may not want to hear, um, you know, there's certain things you may not want to hear. And I really don't know why you would do that because that's a huge hint that something's there. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to uninteract with that. Out of custom verbosity table. Additional speech verbosity op medium. Back. Default speech verb hints tab five of five. Announcements tab four of five. Text rail speech select utility categories table. So, selected utilities category. Um, so we've talked about we we we've kind of gave a brief introduction to um, to what the voiceover utility is. Um, there is no apply key or OK key. Once you make the change, it is it is dynamic. Once you close this, actually, it's already going. If I made a change, it's already making the change. It does it on the fly in the moment in real time. So all I have to do is just close this, and I can do that either by uh, view airing to the close box, or I can use uh, I can use a command W to quit the window or quit the program. And this is not a program, which is, would be Q. So this is a window, and I'm going to use contr- command W. Finder, desktop, technical support, contact information. And we've successfully closed that, and any changes are already made. We don't have to we don't have to do that uh, that whole like checking checking that kind of stuff. So it's uh, it is available on the fly. And it's ready to go. The last thing I want to talk about tonight is with voiceover. If you're just starting it, if you're listening it on ACB radio and you're like, how do I do this? How would I do that? How do I do that? Is the voiceover guide. And that is the ultimate step to how to run voiceover. Uh, how voiceover works. It is a searchable guide. And to get to that, if I'm correct, that is VO 
And I believe it's the number eight. Nope, it did nothing. <laughs> That's VO Command F8. VO Command F8. <laughs> See, <laughs> I was close. So VO Command. So for this, I'm just going to use like my two keys at the bottom, and I'm going to put all three fingers down there next to the space bar. Press down on those. Welcome back. Welcome back to the voiceover quick start. To resume where you left off, press the right arrow key. To start at the beginning, press the left arrow key. Now, that was a huge thing to me. In, in talking as a trainer, as a person who loves to teach, and as a person who you know, tends to work things linearly from, from, from start to finish and from left to right and all that kind of, I, I work in a fashion from, from beginning to end. And it says to me here, it says, you know, if you want to, you apparently I've already started this, you know, and I have um, way back when I was beginning to use it. And if I want to pick up where I left off, I just need to hit the right arrow. But if I want to start from the beginning, I hit the left arrow and I don't need to modify it. I'm just going to do it. Okay. So uh, I want to, I want to emphasize that that is there. I'm going to, matter of fact, I'm going to hit the left arrow and go back to the beginning. Welcome back. Welcome back to the voiceover quick start. To resume where you left off, press the right arrow key. To start at the beginning, press the left arrow key. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the voiceover quick start. To resume where you left off, press the right arrow key. To start at the beginning, welcome back. So it's not welcome me do back to the voiceover yeah, quick start. Yeah, and because it's to in resume the, uh, where you left off, press the, the right arrow voice, key. It's not allowing me to, to start at the beginning. Control, press the, the left either. arrow key. Ah. Voiceover doesn't uh, vo- that, that's that's again a drawback that uh, that can be addressed through accessibility.apple.com. Um, so so I'm gonna go ahead and exit out of that with another with another. Uh, I'm gonna try to see if escape works. Voiceover on Finder desktop technical support contact information. And it does. Now so I just escape. Go ahead. I thought I'd point out too that uh, fortunately, wh- like what you were talking at the beginning, um, Voiceover. You know when you get your Mac and you open it up and you turn it on, Voiceover will ask if you want to turn it on, and at that point too, you have the option of going through a tutorial that will guide you, and it's. I think similar to this one, or, or maybe it's the entire... It's it's the exact same one. Okay. Um, but that's strange. I haven't encountered that bug where, where you start it and can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, again, when they, you know, Sometimes, sometimes in the in the, I don't test everything before I come in here, and I'm, we're doing testing in real time, and we see what works and what doesn't work. And I actually, I actually enjoy doing that because you get to see that you know, even those of us who are used to it, and, and those of us who are beginners like me, um, we don't always understand how it works. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's there's never. I, I remember once somebody, you know, I, I made the mistake saying, "I'm a pretty good Jaws user," and man, I got schooled on that one real quick. They said, "Oh yeah, do this," and I was like, "I have no idea how to do that." <laughs> so, like I say. I, there, are, there are people on this call, there are people I'm talking with at this minute that know a lot more about this than I do. And, and I, learn, I learn as much during these calls as I hopefully I, I, I partake. Nathan Brannan hand has P-M-P-M. been raised. So I see a raised hand. So I think what we're going to do is, uh, Jason, you feel like you want to you do some questions? Sure. Deb Cook Lewis hand has been raised. All right. Let's, uh, Randy. We see Lisa hands, Cushman, but I'm pretty sure she, you can her see hand that. has been raised. I am going to. Leo Bissonette has left the meeting. Beth's first? iPhone raised hand. Ooh. Beth's okay. iPhone hand has been raised. Uh, so first person I saw was. Uh, Michelle, uh, Michelle Duquette, Michelle Duquette, Michelle Duquette, Duquette has left the meeting. Um, so I am going to hit the unmute button on that person. You were unmuted by host. And now 
uh, iPhone hand talk. has been raised. Okay, so I'm actually going to stop screen sharing at this point. I'm yeah, that's to... probably a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> so let's uh, let's get back into Zoom. Zoom. Us chat home selected chat me search Zoom settings back to schedule meeting change back oh seven magic map more meeting option start seven vertical line note meeting ID close button minimize button. Mm, Leo Pisanet has joined the meeting. Close meeting vertical line note W seven zero zero close button minimize button full screen home selected one chat two meetings contacts search search text field zoom tyson ernst presenting pro account collapsed finder zoom.us finder you zoom. might have US. to um command accent to switch the window when you're in zoom That's what i was thinking yeah move focus to next window audio submenu there we are one five one zero five. start video button video submenu security menu participants button new share button pause share button annotate but pause share button annotate button pause share button pause that Okay, hopefully that uh, works. And now, and now Nathan is unmuted. Can you hear me? There we go. We can. Excellent. I just I came in late. What um, OS are you running? The host has acknowledged. Running uh, uh, Catalina, the newest one that actually just updated today. Oh, okay. Yeah, they had they had an update that came out uh, overnight. Great. Okay, thanks. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm, uh huh. Okay. Next is uh, Deb Cook Lewis and um i hit the ask to unmute button so we'll just okay there i think it hey, is Deb. Yep. yay hi hey. so um i've actually been a mac user a really long time actually i go all the way back to outspoken when the mac didn't even act like a mac um and so but i'm haven't been using my mac for a couple of years and i thought it'd be fun to come to this course just to get a refresher before i buy a new one um the one thing i was going to mentioned though about um in your discussion of walking through what i think is one of the hardest parts of the mac to do actually is the settings is that it might be helpful for people to think about the the screen as operating kind of in layers um because i think people really have a hard time especially if they've used windows um, understanding the concept of interacting and so at, you're either navigating or interacting or um, activating. I mean, those are the three things the Mac does. And once you understand those, you know, you've got it. I mean, it works the same way in every application. And so, um, so I think that's really useful. But, but at that top level, um, when you first come in there, you're at the like top level of a table or top level of a grid. And then basically, as you drill down through the layers of that, that's really what the interacting is. But I think, you know, that was for me one of the hardest parts to actually understand was what what does interacting mean? Why do you do it? And when do you do it? Because right. That's, that's what I was talking about. It's, it's a very concept-driven. Yeah. Uh, but if you think of it in layers, I think right. that does sort of um, help that a little bit. I, I, I thought of it like that. I also think about it like, um, like I said, like I, I imagine this, you know, when I'm, when I'm, cause I'm moving from left to right. So I think linear, Yeah, yeah. you know, so, and anytime I have to interact with something, I'm dropping down into the next row, right. Into the, you yeah. Know, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's into really that next like row of, of, right. of things. And, and then I can interact with those or I can, you know, there's pop-up buttons or there's tables right. that you can, you know, there's, if you, if you use the, um, like, I think, I think a great place to learn on is honestly, is the Apple music app mm-hmm. oh, yeah. because it's yeah. very yeah. straightforward. Yeah. Yeah, it's very straightforward. Yeah, there's not a whole lot. There's not a whole lot to do with it, but you can, you know, you have search fields that you can interact with. Yeah. You have um, 
the different types of folders you can you can create and not create. You have your web accessibility in it. Sure. You have your you know once you learn to download music or save music to to your to your uh, library, you can go in and navigate through those tables. Um, there's it's it's right. really a, an easy. So thing. my actual question that I do have is is probably kind of for a future lesson, but just in terms of it. And um, and and I know Jason, you probably know this, and I don't know Tyson whether you've done this, but I'm really interested in. Um, and you mentioned the music app, so that's a great place to segue that. Um, I'm really interested in potentially broadcasting from the Mac when I get a new Mac, and is that very feasible these days? Because it wasn't when I did it before. We can both answer this question, right? Yeah, yeah good. Okay, great. <laughs> the answer in a word is yes. yes. Okay, good. Okay, because I didn't find it so before. So just very briefly, without all the discussion of it, because we're not there in the class, what software are you? do you use to Go do ahead. that? Go ahead, Jason. We use Audio Hijack. Um, oh, okay. It right. used to be a separate um, element or, or app, and they, they combined, the same company combined everything into this Audio Hijack. It's great. Oh, into the current version it, of Audio Hijack. It okay. really yes. is, and and yeah, the, the setup, the, yeah. the setup, yeah, Rogue Amoeba, exactly. It used to be NiceCast. Yes, I, yes, I loved okay, NiceCast. yes. I had it when it was a separate, yeah. When it right, was I had, I, have, I, I think I still have it on here. I just haven't had okay. the. So it's actually all combined into one. Yes. Um, oh wow. Yes, and you can and, tell tell it to capture okay. from anything, or you can use yeah another app called Loopback to create. Uh, Virtual devices that capture from all sorts of places, so you don't have so many connections going on in audio hijack. Yeah, it's the equivalent of virtual audio cable. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm familiar with that. Okay. Oh, I want to have that discussion sometime. So yeah. So for so for example, without getting into it, when I stream um, with with Jason's help, we set this up. I set up in Loopback. I set up a thing that has my headset and um, VLC media player, so I can play the disclosures and stuff like that. And that is all tied into the input setting to Zoom. Okay. And then are you playing the music? If you're playing music, uh, are you playing it from iTunes then? Uh, yes, I can. And I can actually tell, I can actually tell it to, to, to pull the metadata from Apple. From oh, I, sure. Apple music. That, that I'm sure you could do. Yeah. yeah. That, that yeah. Could do if okay. you remember back from NiceCast, again, without getting into in, too much into yeah, it, yeah. If you remember, remember, the, remember the setup grid was completely inaccessible? Yes, I do. It's not anymore. It is now oh, completely wow. accessible. Oh, wow. Yes. Well, the it's, fact that it's all one application ought to be more smooth, too, because I thought there were a lot of challenges yeah. working between them, and I gave it up. So that's where I was. It is It is now, yeah, it's a recorder and broadcaster, okay. and okay. and then uh, and you can buy, and if you buy the bundle together, it's you get yeah. about, I think it's about 50 bucks off. Oh, sure. Okay. All right. Well, that then when I get a new Mac, then I got to get a new Mac first. <laughs> um, so um, then my only question about the Macs these days, because I have never used the MacBook Pro with the touch bar. Um, it and, and the MacBook Pro is probably what I would get. Um, so is the touch bar actually useful? It is. Um, at least I found it to be. Uh, it mm-hmm. feels very much like a strip and responds right. just like an i like a touch spot on an iPhone would or something like that. Okay. And there are buttons sometimes that appear. Like, right. Oh, it's right there. Let me just double tap it. Um, mm-hmm. And in those cases where you have the touch bar, I did want to mention this earlier too, but I forgot. Um, voiceover, of course, you don't have your F keys, so to turn on and off voiceover is actually holding down the command key and kind of like the iPhone, triple tapping, in this case, the power button. So command and triple tap the power button to turn voiceover on and off. 
Okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right, good. Well, thanks. I appreciate all that. Yeah, I've, mm-hmm. I've, I haven't used one with the touch bar yet, so that's that's new information. Cool. Yeah. Now, mine's a 2013 MacBook Pro, so it's having, you know, it's not getting much updates anymore. And, and yeah, I've got, a, I've got a 2015. Yeah, yeah. You still are getting updates. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not. So I, it's time for me to um, get a new one. But I, you know, I just was kind of trying to figure out, you know, what my applications would be. So, yeah, thank you. That's great. Well, thank you for the All question. Right. Randy, who do we got next? Okay. Next we have Lisa Cushman. Okay. And let's know where we're on time, too. Yeah, I'm going to hit, hit the ask on mute button. And uh, Hello. here we go. Hey, Lisa. Hey. Hey, I have a couple of quick questions, and I—if you can't—if you cannot um, answer them, I completely understand. Um, I've been a Mac user about six years. Um, I have an SBC Global email address, and for at least the last year, I've been unable to send mail in the Mail app um, of my Mac. Hmm. Um, Any ideas? What I recommend maybe is going to your um, system preferences under internet accounts and just looking at that SBC Global account. I wonder if it needs to be re, like it might ask you to enter your password again or something where um, some part of it hasn't, you know, hasn't stayed connected because they've changed authentication methods over the years and maybe it just needs to be refreshed. Um I've asked Apple, and they say that Yahoo Mail no longer works with um, with Macs hmm. um, for sending. I've heard that rumor too. I haven't had it confirmed. You're the first person. And SBC Global goes through Yahoo, correct? It is. It's yeah. essentially yeah. It essentially, and I guess what they expect people to do is to just do their email through the Yahoo Mail website. Hmm. I was going to ask if you checked to see if it's going to work so well. Have you checked to see if in the App Store that there is a Yahoo um, uh, app that you can download to your Mac that you could use? Um, I did a while ago and did not find anything. Um, there is a website, but it's very slow. So right now, I just do email on my iPhone. Okay, um, which is too bad. All right, that's um, kind of worth investigating then. I have that's a Yahoo, um, an old legacy account too that goes through Yahoo. I'm going to have to check mine. Oh, if you find anything out, would you be willing to let me know? Sure. If you... Cool. And my other question is actually also now, for whatever reason, I don't know if I changed something in my accounts, but now when I op- even open the mail app, which now I never do, um, it all the emails on my iPhone um, that were there before, when I open the mail app on the Mac, they're gone. Hmm. Yeah, Very weird. yeah, there are different methods that each can access the mail, and depending on, on what happens, the mail may no longer be available from for the other device. And I realize we're totally out of time, and we do have to go. Um, Did we run? Okay, I'm okay. sorry. No, All okay. right, guys. Well, so and that and that's what happens. We get talking about this stuff when we go going over time. So, anyways, we'll be back in a, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with uh with another episode of this, and uh and we'll be talking more about. Max and voiceover and all that fun stuff. So thank you guys for joining up um, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.